You already know that subscriptions can add predictable recurring revenue to your store. But did you know that Bold's recurring orders has added a ton of new features to make it even more profitable? Their convertible subscription feature, first, lets customers subscribe to one product and then automatically switch it to a different one the second month. So this lets you set up trial sizes, free samples, etc. And then they've also added a cancellation flow to keep people on the subscription. It's like abandoned cart recovery, but for subscriptions. So if you've ever tried to cancel your Audible account, you'll see what I mean. If you say you don't like the books, they offer you a free one. If you say it's too expensive, it automatically offers you a deal on the next month. Basically, Bold built this into the Recurring Orders app, and it stops up to 30% of customers from canceling their subscriptions. Their most recent feature is the subscription buy button. That lets you sell your subscriptions directly with just a link, so it's perfect for email, blog posts, Facebook, etc. Now, one of the things I personally love about it is that customers can now manage everything about their subscriptions by themselves. They can log in and then pause, skip, edit, update payment info, their address, swap products, add products, and more. They can just manage everything themselves. So it's a huge time savings for store owners because it means fewer customer requests. Now, if you want to add predictable recurring revenue to your business today, you could do that by going to boldcommerce.com slash subscriptions to check it out. That's boldcommerce.com slash subscriptions. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. Last week, good episode. We did those lightning interviews coming at you from Toronto. Anyway, we are back in the office and we're still talking about Unite. You know, last time it was kind of cool. You got that experience of what people were immediately excited about having just heard about it in the last 24 hours. Now we've had some time to digest. So instead of that, that breathless whirlwind, we just got done drinking the Kool-Aid rah-rah stuff. We're going we're gonna to break it down. I know you could easily go Google the announcements, run through a feature list, read some wonderful Shopify partner roundups. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of that, of that today. But more importantly, I've got two of my, my good friends. I, I love these dudes. They're great. And you have heard them on the podcast before. They're going to break this stuff down. They have touched hundreds of Shopify stores. They know what moves the needle on e-commerce businesses. And together, they're going to break it down and figure out what the impact is. What does this mean for your bit? What do these features mean for your business? And 
where out of all of these, what do you start with? Where should you be investing your resources, your time and money to get that high impact ROI? Because that's why we're here to get more money and fewer problems. <laughs> Ross Baylor from Growth Spark at Boston joins us. Alex O'Brien from We Make Websites uh, pre in the UK and now in New York. Welcome, my friends. Thank you so much. Hello, Ted. So, gentlemen, how did how did Unite treat you? How did you feel about it? What was the sentiment there? Because this is your you've all you've done all three, right? Yeah. All three, yeah, three in a row now. Yeah, um, there's only been three, and we've all been the three of us have right. been to all three in a row. Yeah. Okay, so what? How to compare? What do you think? Anybody throw it out there? Uh, exciting for sure. I would say right off the bat, compared to last year, I mean they stepped their game up when it came to getting things really announced on the plus side. I mean, they added this year plus day zero, sort of, you know, half day session on Monday. And I think it really made a big difference on the reception that people had for everything they were announcing on the plus side. And I'm kind of interested to see kind of what the follow up is, because there's a lot of stuff announced on Monday that I haven't heard a peep about since then. Um, yeah. So it's kind of very interesting to see what uh, what that might turn into. Well, and I think that happened that happened in previous years. Um, where it's like they made the announcements and then well, a couple things, you know, was like available right away. Other things you got to wait on. Um, yeah. But I agree. Some, some, some of it they uh, reversed. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, Byte Dynamic Checkout got announced at Unite. I, I'd already pl- I saw that. I'm like, that's cool. We've been playing with it for a month. We got it in several client stores where it's doing. Uh, t- it, now we've got the data on it. Forty percent t- is the typical increase in reach checkout. How bonkers is that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, to to go back to your question about Unite, I, I was with some people that hadn't been really in the Shopify ecosystem for long, including um, like new Shopify employees and people that it was their first Unite, and they couldn't they thought it was the best sort of tech conference they'd ever been to. And I think there's something. Well, shout out to the partner team. I guess they've done a great job of making it a very polished, impressive uh, conference. And obviously, like Justin Trudeau was there, they had all these like nice touches like that. Um, <laughs> I like that the prime minister dropping by was a nice touch. <laughs> what does it casual. take to impress Alex? Well, it wasn't even the biggest news of the day, was it? <laughs> so, like, that's everybody really gets free Lambos. That's what it'll take, isn't it, Alex? <laughs> yeah, and as and I think for for the partners, um, I heard someone call it the hallway track. Is that a thing people say at conferences? But yeah. Oh, I that's me. I people go, oh, what uh, what what are you doing? Yeah, I, I go the hallway track. <laughs> I agree that being in the hallway, chatting to other plus uh, agency people and tech partners, it is huge value because we've all got the same kind of problems and opportunities. Um, and I find that it's not there's not really a competitive uh, element there. It's more like oh, you're also struggling with hiring or pricing or whatever it is, and um, there's a huge amount of value in that as well. So yeah, very very worthwhile. The yeah. takeaway there last year, I asked. Uh, Shopify CEO Harley Finkelstein and said, what do you, what's one thing you wish every Shopify merchant would do? He said, talk to each other. So just as Alex, you said, hey, like par- partners got together. In theory, this is an entire room full of competitors. Not one person was, was quiet, was reserved. Everyone shared um, and talked. And that's how we've been growing together. A rising tide lifts all ships. And yep. the absolute same thing applies to merchants. Get involved, get out there, get in those... Um, those Facebook groups, be active in the community, go to events. And I'm, I'm throwing my hat in the ring now. I'm doing the Chicago meetup. I've started um, – the plans are in the works, so stay tuned on that. And, nice. Uh, thank you. Um, and what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought there. Oh, yeah, my favorite feature, still the ecosystem. But all right, 
features. That's what we're here to talk about. That's what people are excited about. Number one, you don't have order editing yet. I'm sorry. Someone on that's, <laughs> but they did. I don't know if this was serious or not. Could absolutely be serious. A one of the the individuals in Day Zero Plus Talk said that is um, Shopify's most requested feature, and the my. Uh, the implication was it's coming. It's like a, they acknowledge it, and it's a thing they're working on. But that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least so, we so have, <laughs> we've acknowledged it. So that's yeah. something that wasn't announced. Uh, <laughs> so what was announced? On uh, on orders? Uh, uh, yeah, orders, payments, all that sort of thing. Right. Okay. So the way they had set this up, Day Zero was all about Shopify Plus stuff, and then the actual keynote, um, they ra- ran through... All of our features, there were three common themes there, right? We had um, make your business, as an entrepreneurial toolbox that Shopify is, make it easier to run your business, to make it easier to expand your reach and get your message out there, right? And then um, three, just some additional value, some some basic features. So the, let's start with the, the two simple out-of-the-box features. Uh, number one, dynamic checkout. It's the thing we've had it for... Uh, a month. It's cool. Um, the reason we essentially it adds on a product page, you can have an add to cart button and a buy now button, but it's called dynamic checkout for a reason. Does anyone want to explain dynamic checkout? Sure, I can take a stab at it. So the idea is that you can actually take advantage of accelerated uh, payment methods, whether it's you know Apple Pay or Shopify Pay potentially, um, to simplify the checkout process and go from the I think they recorded it was like a minute long to get from a product page through paid confirmation down to like eight seconds or 12 seconds some crazy reduction um, which is really cool so it really streamlines streamlines the whole process for customers really makes it just a, a phenomenal uh, um, phenomenally efficient experience oh yeah I love it um, so what's clever about it is aware of the device it's on and will show and knows what payment methods you have and will attempt mm. to show the best instant checkout for it. So let's say, like, ideally you've got Shopify Pay turned on and that all then enables uh, Apple Pay as well as Google Pay and let's say Apple Pay, or I'm sorry, PayPal. You throw that in there as your third party thing as well. And you fire it up on your iPhone, boom, you now have a buy now button that says buy with Apple Pay. Click it, confirm it, you have now checked out in literally eight seconds start to finish. Like so mm-hmm. fast people, the, in the demo, they did it in real time, side by side with the checkouts. The advantage there is customers, it's so fast, you don't have time to second guess it. The process is much easier. You're not considering shipping rules. Just, I want this, buy it, done. Mm, yeah, I think the whole uh, payments and e-commerce market is moving quickly towards this frictionless state mm-hmm. where you can just buy stuff instantly and with Shopify, I guess one of the big reasons that we all use it is to build that type of thing is a massive job, but then they just roll it out suddenly like that. And that's amazing that all these businesses could suddenly benefit from getting these frictionless payments. So it's, a, it's great for any e-commerce business. And I remember mm-hmm. last year, you said essentially the same thing when they go, hey, we got Shopify payments. It's going to be, or we had Shopify payments. And they said, look, we were doing this thing um, where they had tokenized people's credit cards. So if you saved on one store and then you go to a different Shopify store, it would just uh, text you a pin. You type it in, boom, fills out all your information. So they're leveraging the fact that it's this distributed cloud service and all these data points in stores. And now mm-hmm. this is yep. like just taking it another step further and really building yeah. a moat around the platform. Other services can't compete with that. 
Well, I think yeah. that uh, what honestly was the biggest takeaway for me is that they are absolutely keeping Shopify payments at the forefront of their roadmap and investment strategy. I mean, so many of the features that we'll get into, I'm sure, are contingent upon using Shopify payments as your payment gateway. And for, you know, for a lot of people, the appeal has just been, hey, it's easy. You can get an account set up in a day and, and that's it. You know, and Shopify doesn't charge a transaction fee. And there's a lot of value in that. But when you look beyond that and you look beyond sort of rate competitiveness, now all of a sudden we've got all these other cool things that we can take advantage of or merchants can uh, take advantage of when they're using Shopify payments. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And in the UK especially, um, the banking's very cheap. So until now, it's been quite difficult sometimes to sell Shopify payments to a, a high-volume merchant because they might have negotiated a really good rate with their acquirer. They've got their own relationship there. And suddenly, a lot of these announcements made it so that actually there was added value in using uh, Shopify payments. So like the anti-fraud thing, I thought was a good example where they just suddenly said, right, fraud, fraud protect for Shopify payments, done. That's a massive feature. Mm-hmm. And um, it solves a problem that, uh, for example, 3D Secure is, this, is like a two-factor authentication we have in the UK for online payments. And a lot of big, um, bank, uh, big businesses, their bank will insist on it. Uh, whereas this just sort of gets away from that problem. It's like Shopify is taking your fraud liability and, and almost automating it away. Mm-hmm. And I think that type of thing is great. It makes it a lot easier to sell Shopify payments. And um, like you say, they're definitely invested in it. And I can see that the percentage of merchants on Shopify payments is definitely going to increase a lot this year. Okay. There are three There's three issues I want to unpack there. Number one, you're right. The pushback, I love Shopify payments. A majority of my clients are on it. But... A majority of my clients are also in North America. Um, mm-hmm. EU clients are really you know, pushed back on, on Shopify payments because of the higher rate. In the U.S., it already had been the case that, man, the convenience it provides um, leveraging uh, that Shopify pay checkout was super cool. That was enough for most people to jump onto it. Uh, help me understand, what, would, what are the rates like? I'm, I'm curious. I generally don't know, Alex. The rates in the UK on Shopify payments versus um, like a negotiated rate that a retailer might have with their bank. <laughs> I better be careful what I say. I think uh, the lowest I've seen on Shopify payments is 1.6%, I think. Um, don't hold me to that. I haven't checked it. Um, yet yeah, we've seen some merchants getting like 1% sometimes if they're at high scale. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, banking's totally different in the UK. Like, even if you get a current account, you get paid to get a current account. Like, the whole thing just is quite different. So, um, yeah, there's a big difference. But like you say, and if you imagine, most of the clients we're dealing with are bigger businesses. So the speed of getting online isn't really the, the problem for them. It's more getting a good rate and getting a robust set of payment methods. Um, and also supporting local payment methods, which I guess we'll come to in a second. But um, this just makes it loads easier to sell. So, yeah, very happy. Okay. So now, like, if we stick with Shopify payments, there's, in addition to that stuff we already know and love, the convenience, simplicity, combined, you know, everything lives inside your Shopify dashboard. You're not dealing with a second, uh, an alternate payment provider account. And you get the, you know, it's got Apple Pay built in, Google Pay built in, plus the, um, uh, that Shopify pay feature, which is super cool. Get those those quick checkouts, and you need that for dynamic checkout. All right, so I'm already sold on it, but maybe I'm not. You mentioned there's three p- features you rattled off. Let's start with one really, you know, it's a worry for everybody, fraud protection. In the past, fraud protection on Shopify was limited. 
There was mm-hmm. uh, Fraud Filter, their free app, but you had to set up rules for it, and we could get fancy with it. With f- like, you needed Shopify Flow, combine that with Fraud Filter or that f- risk analysis, and then you could get, you know, some native fraud protection inside Shopify, or used an app like Riskified, Signified, one of those things. Now they've got this new thing. It is called Fraud Protect for Shopify Payments. Anybody want to address that one? Yeah, so it sounds like Shopify is willing to literally guarantee the or if a particular order you know, profile kind of meets their their fraud protect uh, regulations. So in other words, as a merchant, you get a bunch of orders. Shopify is just going to give you the thumbs up that no matter what happens in the end, you're going to get paid out for that particular order as long as you fulfill it. Um, really interesting. I did, and this was a little bit of a thing that was kind of glanced over during Unite. I did notice it in some documentation. There is an additional fee per order that is protected through Fraud Protect. Um, at least that's what it sounds like. Uh, there wasn't any clarity around how much or you know, if that scales or if that changes depending on if you're on plus, but it does sound like there is, uh, a, an, it's called an insurance fee um, for uh, Fraud Shopify actually kind of gives us more insight on that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, I didn't catch that. Um, in the documentation, they talk about you know Fraud Protect, what it offers you, and it sounds like the over one of the themes I heard was, hey, we're going to take in the past we have taken every friction point for the customer and kicked it out of the way. Now we're taking all the friction points for the merchant and getting rid mm-hmm. of those. And one of them is the this very real cost of doing business and fear that is um, is chargebacks is fraud and Shopify payments. Not only is it it's fraud analysis or yeah fraud protect for Shopify payments. It is that traditional analysis where it identifies the risk, it is also insurance. It's an insurance plan. So it makes sense that they charge for that yeah. that peace of mind. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's Right now, it's, I'm looking at it, it says, get early access to Fraud Protect. So we don't, I guess you could, you could sign up and start using it now if you apply to the beta. Question yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't, yeah, exactly. I wasn't sure. It looked like they said something about summer 2018, or at least that's what I had in my notes. Um, yeah. I like the, just about uh, like, everything. I know. Well, exactly. I, I like the seasonal, like, launch dates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, spring 2019. The next blue moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like summer 2018. That could be uh, now, or that could be September. But it even like, got... confusing to anyone in the Southern Hemisphere as well. Also, yeah. As long as it's all before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, fine. Exactly. Well, Let's talk about multi-currency, my favorite topic. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, Go for it. Tell me about what that multi-currency for Shopify payments. Again, got to have Shopify payments for this. It did look cool. Yeah, Break down for me. Plus, right, as well. Is that true? My, so again, my understanding was it will be for all stores, but initially Shopify Plus uh, customers get first crack at it. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's what I had. Okay. So multi-currency. Um, now I'm based in New York, so I'm in the US, and I know that in North America it's not such a big deal that, yes, dollars rule, and yes, there are global businesses, but it's a certain size of business that really um, starts to get that requirement for multi-currency, whereas anyone in the UK or anyone in Europe of any size will be needing some sort of multi-currency capability. Um, and this is something we spend quite a lot of time on on our projects, so setting up an architecture where you can accept um, the base currency in different regions, so you know euros, yen, um, whatever it is, and they announced that they are going to have contextual multi-currency, which means the shopper 
can shop and pay in, I think there was nine currencies that we launched with, um, mm -hmm. in the local currency. So if I'm in Australia and I'm shopping, I can pay, pay in Australian dollars. And one of the really great features of it, which I was worried they were going to uh, skip or not announce or forget, um, is to have a minimum threshold. Because if you're selling into retailers in different territories, normally, well, they're going to be upset if you underprice them. So any sort of dynamic multi-currency can be a bit frightening for them because your price can fluctuate and go beneath the local uh, price of your product in stores. Whereas they announced that there's going to be a minimal uh, pricing as well. So you can set some configuration to say, use the day-to-day -day rate, but do not ever go below this price in this currency. So the full package. So I was very happy about that. I've been asking for multi-currency for years. And finally, the feature gods have let, made it rain. <laughs> So in the past, the solution, if you want to do multi-currency without this, the solution was you got to either to do it right, spin up multiple stores with the native currency, or one store, a currency converter, but then once they get to checkout, it's going to go back to whatever the store's default currency was, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, totally. Or there are some companies that specialize in doing basically custom checkouts um, that circumvents Shopify's checkout and allows you to do localized uh currency processing so you've got you know companies like uh, I believe Zonos is, uh, is one not Zonos <laughs> but Zonos um, that used to be called I global stores uh, there's uh, actually international checkout is a company that does this I believe flow uh, is another company that does this even technically bolds cashier um, thing whatever that is yeah uh, it, yeah bold cashier the checkout exactly. replacement um, yeah. we'll do some of that so uh, there have been solutions but you know in in each one of these you are in a sense circumventing Shopify's checkout which uh, you know, has its pros and cons. Yeah, I think that they're normally expensive for a start, yep. and yep. they don't allow you to use the, some of the other features that are in the Shopify checkout, which uh, are really powerful. So it's always been jack, like the a, thing a that drives me nuts. They jack up your reporting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a proper solution, and they did say, you know, they've always been saying we are going to do it, and we're going to do it properly, um, which is a common theme in a lot of their features. You know, that it can take time, but when it's done, it it seems to be done right. Uh, most of the time, anyway. Um, but yeah, this one seems to be really good. So very happy about that because it's a real pain point for a lot of our clients. And this one is uh, eventually everyone, but initially Plus gets first access, right? Yes. Okay. And following right along on the heels of that, so multi-currency for Shopify payments sounds cool, but not every country just defaults to credit cards like we do. Like in Germany, the default online payment is ACH, which is like, to an American, is mind-blowing. Um, they're, they're adding a feature to support those seamlessly called local payment methods. Somebody want to break that one down for me? Yeah. So we, I have this, uh, I've seen this recently um, with a big EU client where they're, so, so you're absolutely right, Kurt. It's done through bank transfer, essentially. So you get to check out, you press pay, and you go to your internet banking, you log in, and you make a payment transfer to that company, which I know sounds crazy. Um, but yeah, in Germany, that's the predominant method. And there's certain names for these protocols, so Sofort, uh, Ideal, which is in the Netherlands. And yeah, they're, they're absolutely huge in um, EU countries, and they launch, uh, launched uh, support for that at this Unite, which is, again, massive for anyone in the EU. So to, to paint the picture here, I... Uh, let's say I've got my store, I've enabled multi-currency, I've enabled local payment methods, which is just literally click a checkbox. Um, mm -hmm. Customer is in a different country, goes to checkout, let's say they're in Germany, they get to the checkout. The only payment provider I have as a merchant enabled is Shopify Payments, 
it doesn't show them the credit card option. It shows them this number one top default choice for Germany, this ACH payment setup. They pay like that. And then as a merchant, I just get my payout same as ever with mm-hmm. my fraud protection on top of it. Sounds pretty much like magic to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, cool. I want it. It sounds great. Um, from there, as long as we're we're in the cart or we're in the the cart check the checkout, and there's one other feature, not part of the big overarching thing. This is definitely one of the the lesser announcement, but something that people will love. There is a new kind of coupon code. Anybody recall what it is? Uh, buy one get one free. Yeah, Bogo. Bogo offers and quantity discounts and quantity discounts. I yep, love yep. it. Um, yeah, Bogo being able to do Bogo is awesome. Uh, people love those. Whenever we've run Bogo sales, and in the past it required Shopify scripts to do it to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, now you could just do it natively. Though I still like yeah. Shopify scripts because you don't got to mess with coupon codes, um, and that really exactly. bumps conversions. But so it's not stepping on scripts toes. Quantity discounts. Talk to me about that. How does that work? Yeah, so it's quantity-based discounts. You buy more, you pay less uh, sort of idea, right? So as uh, you know, some merchants where they're in a position that um, you know there are economies to scale and they want to take allow customers to take advantage of that, uh, quantity-based discounts makes it really easy. So you can set a, a coupon code or discount code with certain parameters. You know, If five units of XYZ product are purchased, then give 10% off. If 10 are purchased, then 15% off, so on and so forth. Um, so the logic is controlled and managed directly in the discount code uh, sort of section of the admin, just like any other type of discount code. And the experience with the customer, so long as they meet those quantity minimums, um, is pretty seamless. Just that and adding the, the coupon code. I, I do think there is a little bit of messaging that customers or sorry, merchants really need to be mindful of in terms of how they're explaining the rules, you know, what are the quantity minimums, all that type, type of thing. So there's a little bit of thought that might go into how you um, really put this in and get this to work properly on your product page so that you don't have people trying to get a quantity discount but you know failing to meet a quantity minimum and then abandoning a cart because of that right and that's where you still get the um the advantage in conversions frictionless conversions with shopify scripts but totally. having this another coupon code option for everybody fabulous um and if you think about like a, a bogo offer buy one get one it really is it's buy one apply discount code of 100 percent off quantity breaks is a the similar thing we're saying all right buy one get one 50 percent off yeah so same same thing we've just applied bogo as a side effect of that yeah it's kind of interesting uh okay there are some other things so one of the other themes here was simplifying business management we saw that with fraud protect we saw that with um the implement implementation on this inner internationalization stuff where we have made it really easy all of a sudden um but got a couple other items like connectors for Shopify flow. This I think is probably what excites me more than almost anything else. I am a big process nerd, automation nerd, you know, anytime you can save, you know, you know, spend a minute to save an hour, it's always worth it. Um, I think this is where Shopify flow, which actually has been out for quite a while now, I think since last summer or early fall, um, this really, really steps up the game. So at, at the core, uh, connectors basically allow you to use Shopify Flow's capabilities, which is basically a tool that allows you to write rules. So if something happens, then something else happens. Um, Give me a quick example of one. Sure. So if a uh, customer purchases more than $1,000 of goods, then tag them as a VIP. Perfect. Um, 
you know, something like that. Now with connectors, before everything was limited to just Shopify-based interactions. So if something happened in Shopify, then have something else happen in Shopify. Connectors now allow Shopify's app ecosystem to plug into Shopify Flow so that if something happens in Shopify, something ha can then happen outside of Shopify, vice versa, or, and this was really, really entertaining, you can actually have things happen entirely outside of Shopify using Shopify Flow. So for example, if a customer earns you know, loyalty points through Smile, then add them to a certain mailing list in Klaviyo. Um, you know, or if a uh, you know, customer leaves a review with Yachtpo, then uh, you know, send them a uh, specific email me message or something like that. Really interesting um, because I think when, when you sit down as a merchant and just analyze how you spend your time, you know, day to day, week to week, what it, what it takes to properly manage products and manage promotions and manage all your marketing efforts, there's inevitably going to be at least a handful of activities you do that are exactly the same, that are very routine, very data driven, that something like Shopify Flow, now with connectors, can automate and save you a, a ton, a ton of time. Yeah, this, uh, go ahead, Alex. Okay. Well, yeah, like it's magic again, isn't it? And they they were talking about um, the the example they, on, they had on screen was the um, loyalty lion uh, connecting to Clavio and loyalty lion detecting an at risk customer, uh, whatever criteria you set for that, and you automatically emailing them some kind of offer. Which, yeah, it's like uh, AI almost, right? It's just that your shop is running itself in a way. No, oh, I I love it. Uh... I, I like playing with this stuff too. Uh, like Zapier um, mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And when I initially saw Flow, I was like, oh, awesome. This is like Zapier for Shopify. But the difference was Zapier could connect whatever. I mean, hundreds of services you can now make talk to each other and not know how to, like, not have to mess with code. It just works. Um, and I use it in my own business. Really, it has saved a ton of time and been a wonderful process tool. Um, but in shut. In Shopify with Shopify Flow, I was immediately super excited, but have found like I had trouble um, putting together use cases where I could get clients excited about it too, because I was essentially like get you know finding things to do and inventing like segmentation, and it really worked best um, for applying tags mm -hmm. uh, to things, but like tags to customers based on criteria for segmentation, and then we'd get that out like by syncing it. That was okay. It worked well. Um, but this like 10 X the value in that now we can have these various apps communicate because you see apps like will sometimes have integrations between each other, um, mm -hmm. that work well enough, but it's, it's limited. I mean, you have to have like, all right, these two apps work now. All they have to do is invest in supporting. Um, and you'll see like any of these enterprise larger apps, uh, doing this probably very quickly, um, you can get them to communicate and do whatever the heck you want within uh, Shopify Flow. So the limit, like with by next year, the possibilities here are going to be endless, and you're just going to see myriad creative, cool uses. And again, the moat between Shopify Plus and Shopify Core here is widening. I feel like this mm -hmm. year three is where they really, the Shopify Plus team really figured out what the value proposition is, what they're doing. I'm I'm jazzed about it. Hundred <sighs> percent. And Playing off that, moving right along, there is a marketing dashboard. So you've, you're doing your marketing automation in Shopify Flow, which is awesome. But now you also have a marketing dashboard. This 
totally blew my mind. I had no idea they were working on this. Literally, when they announced it, I was just like, "Wait, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they talking about?" I had I, I knew they were going to have to advance flow. I expected there to be something. You know, I had uh, talked to a number about uh, people about you know enhancing triggers, making more you know broad, etc. But when they announced the marketing dashboard, I was like, okay, this this is really interesting. And there's there's a couple a couple things that I'm trying to understand sort of the long term. I think day one, this is going to come out. It's going to be fun, something new to play with. But I don't think it's going to be very sophisticated, just like with Flow. But it's something that could absolutely over time build into to a, a really robust machine, especially for merchants that are in kind of the earlier stages of growth where they don't know how to get started. You know, they, they, they see a lot of or they have a lot of apprehension to experimenting with, you know, paid advertising um, and they just don't know what to do. It seems as if this marketing dashboard with their you know, recommendations based on merchant data, with the pre-built integrations, with all these marketing channels, um, with the ability to uh, kind of intelligently serve up specific recommendations based on you know, customer behavior and based on uh, order history, et cetera. I, I think it's going to be an amazing, you know, at least starting place for any merchant to start expanding what they do on a marketing uh, on the marketing side. Could you? F- um, so the example they showed was Conversio, which is an email platform. Um, that uh, is pretty cool, and in it, instead, like one of the co- the wonderful things about Shopify payments is the convenience. Your payout schedules, all that stuff, gets to live inside Shopify. You get to see like see those payouts as part of your finance summary, all that good stuff. It is convenient. This marketing dashboard is a similar idea where yeah, you've got all these other apps, and like they've got their own dashboards, and they live outside Shopify or inside you know a. This, what's a glorified iframe view inside Shopify. You know, we've got all these like goofball myriad ways to look at our stuff. The marketing dashboard is an attempt to give you like one place where, okay, I can get the pulse on all these apps I've installed. And we know they said, yeah. hey, average Shopify store has got six apps installed. Man, I swear it's got to be closer to 20 because I've got stores <laughs> with 30 or 40 and they don't even bat an eye at it. Um, but <laughs> six seems low. The... So it would be nice to, okay, all these goddamn apps, now I could see them, you know, I could go one place in this marketing dashboard and see that, but it also means to power that there's an API where they're reporting this stuff into Shopify, which means actionable suggestions from Shopify cards mm. right in your home screen and just more of this this cohesive experience. Yeah, they used the, uh, John Wanamaker quote, didn't they, that half of my marketing budget is wasted, I just don't know which, and um, <laughs> like... I think this type of thing takes a step closer to figuring out where what works. And I think um, brand awareness type marketing is always going to be difficult or even impossible to track. Um, but this type of thing where you're running paid ads on a certain channel and you want to see what actually gets a return, suddenly it's uh, de-skilled in a way. And you don't have to be a GA expert or someone that digs around in AdWords for hours. You can just see on Shopify what works and what doesn't. So I think that's really great. And one of the big themes was sort of democratizing entrepreneurship. And this type of thing makes it certainly a lot easier to grow a business. Yeah, I love that as a theme that saying, hey, like Amazon is out there. What are we going to do about it? It was really like was, was what I got out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And these are the tools that are enabling people, giving them a competitive advantage against those those giant e-commerce folks like Amazon, Walmart, Jet, Target, whatever. Um, It's exciting. Like I I 100 percent bought into the rhetoric. I'm I'm all in. I'm like, man, let's let's go after them. Let's share our message uh, and Mm. and get people buying from people instead of these big brands. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. So we have covered quite a lot in about 30 minutes. 
um, some there are other features that got announced and rumors that that came out of talking with people, but and these common themes. Uh, anything I am missing, gentlemen? The one, uh, sorry, the one thing I think just. I was very excited to hear because I think it's been the um, neglected stepchild for a while is Shopify POS. And, you know, the, the tap and ship readers and all those things are fun, hardware devices, that's all good. But they've actually made or will be making a huge, huge fundamental improvement to how Shopify POS functions, you know, with the support of multi-location inventory management, which we could talk about as that, the platform. A lot feature. of people wanted that. That was a big limitation. <laughs> Yeah, big time. We have like clients that have got eighteen stores running because they've Absolutely. got so many like physical locations. Exactly. Now that whole thing is just consolidated. So I think that is enormous for POS. They've got some fantastic uh, customer experience components now. So they're going to have a customer view app so that when you're in store and the merchants using POS on your side, you can see summary of your order or bill. I mean, pretty pretty common, you know, POS features with other platforms. Shopify is now meeting that. They're enhancing the customer profile. So now when you're in store, you can collect more information on the profile. You can pull up more rich order history. Um, you can embed a lot of the other app, uh, other apps that you use online. So for instance, rewarding points um, you know, for in-store purchases, uh, better email marketing from in-store purchases. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what I think Shopify POS will look like after all these features are released. Um, I'm very excited because for a long time, it's, it's been... You know, POS stood for something else for a very, very long time. <laughs> well, and I and, think they're not yes. changing that. <laughs> and yeah, what I when I saw all the announcements around uh, POS, when in the past I was, you know, I I don't really deal with POS, so it's hard for me to get excited about it. Not that it's cool; it's just not, you know, my my core focus. Seeing in the and in the past, it was clear like this is nice if your store is on Shopify and you have one location and you're fine mm -hmm. with that. Or you're typically, probably more realistically, you're an online store and you periodically run um, pop-up stores, and that's really what POS was geared towards. Yeah. Now they, you know, we've got a whole series of features and new, incredibly nice hardware, like shockingly nice industrial design on their their premium um, card readers and, and POS hardware. That all says to me, POS has grown up. We're supporting multi-location. We're supporting the customer view. We've got um, all of these these nice, uh, this phenomenal hardware. So it's like, okay, this is now a, a serious thing that you should consider, and other POS makers should be concerned about this now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the and then the last one I want to cover, and there's there's other stuff too, of course, um, but I think the the big exciting announcement that I totally didn't see coming is Ping. <laughs> yeah, I I was dabbling. I was looking at the Kit site a while ago. So Kit is you know Shopify's vir quote unquote virtual employee, basically a automated tool to help merchants with uh, some of their marketing things like that. I had been poking around a few months ago, and I I saw a landing page about Ping, um, but had not heard anything else. It was just hey, we're gonna have an app so that you can use Kit outside of Messenger and SMS. It didn't really think much of it. But what they're what I think they're really really doing is creating a a mobile business management tool that interacts with customers. I mean, you can actually do customer service through Ping, your marketing through Kit, your team communication internally, um, your operations now. Kit is now going to extend beyond just marketing uh, automation and into operational uh, automations and, and, and workflows like reordering and things like that. Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of merchants out there who who do run their business from their phone and. Ping is just going to give them a way to do that in a fashion that I don't think they've experienced in any other platform out there. Yeah, uh, Ping, 
seeing it's well it it's fun to see Kit grow up. It's fun to see um Michael Perry on stage who was a you know, he was a guest on here talking about his baby, about Kit way before Shopify um not way before, but before Shopify had acquired him and then seeing him on stage for the keynote um with like the genuine and excitement and enthusiasm in, behind, hey, we saw like we saw the potential in Kit, but then, you know, we really teased out where the value was and where it's going to go and adding building it into an iOS app saying, hey, here's a standalone iOS app where the most natural mobile platform in the world is texting and you just text back and forth with your store yeah. essentially and it centralizes yeah. everything where this thing will handle um, like Kit traditionally did, your marketing would handle like Facebook ads and it could run email campaigns seeing that, mm-hmm. alright, we can now do that and preview that and have that happen more efficient, efficiently in Ping as well as also do the live chat on your website and communicate mm-hmm. with customers and integrate with support ticket software and then even um, I don't know if it's going to launch with this feature I, I don't think it was but it was clearly in the roadmap um, was being able to have like all your staff and vendors um, or like Shopify partners in there and communicate with everybody in one centralized place so this thing's your virtual employee it's your it's your marketing hub it's your customer support ticketing hub and it also replaces slack mm. I think I think they've, they're getting ready for the kind of Deindustrialized future, where you know they had the example of the the boat makers that there was no work anymore making boats, so they started making furniture. And I assume digital marketing isn't a core competency of theirs. So all this technology, sort of, yeah, again, it democratizes starting a business. So if I want to make like really nice lamps or whatever, and that's my passion, then I can use this type of technology to do it. And it's almost again it. But I didn't use the term AI, but it's getting to that point. Once you've connected all these things and got something that understands your marketing and your customers and what you sell, then how long before it just sort of runs your store at a certain level? And I think you'll always have bigger brands that you know have to employ people and do stuff, but they're getting ready for this future where you, ha- you do have literally a virtual team within the platform, which is, yeah, a bold vision. I, it's tremendous. I'm excited about it. I mean, I hope that when Ping comes down the pipe that this stuff works. Yeah, it works as advertised. I'm always skeptical with AI. Like when, you know, we've all used Alexa or Siri. When it works, it's magic. And when it doesn't, it's the most frustrating thing in the universe. (laughs) Right? None of us have played with Ping. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I have, I have faith. I'm, I think it's, and it's free. Um, They're including it. Isn't it? It's included with every Shopify plan. So, yeah. Yeah. So no reason not to experiment with it. Um, Okay. We have covered a lot I think that, that covers at least 80% of the announcements. There's a couple other things in there, too. Um, but that was definitely the that's the exciting stuff. Um, we glanced over really like a little bit of the retail stuff. But uh, where do I start? If I'm a merchant, you just rattled off like a ton of time-sucking things <laughs> I got to set up now because we're all breathless and excited about this stuff. I got to do that. Where am I going to get the value? Where's the ROI? What do I do f- if I just pick one thing? Where do I go? What do I do? I, I think it's 100% about the stage that you're in with your business. You know, if you're not selling globally, don't worry about multi-currency or local payments. You know, if you're not on Shopify Plus, don't worry about Flow. Don't worry about uh, any of the, you know, the, the other more advanced uh, Plus features like Transporter, which we didn't talk about. Um, if you're selling in one place, don't worry about multi-location. If you're not selling offline, don't worry about POS. Really, really just try 
try to look at this as, as a whole bunch of amazing features that are all catered to different types of merchants using Shopify. And know who you are, where you are in your business, and really just focus on the few features and tools that have come out that are going to help best service you. I, I think that being said, most likely across the board, everyone's going to benefit from marketing. Um, enhanced marketing, better marketing, smarter marketing. Uh, so that might be a good place to start. Um, you know, no one says no to more sales. So uh, from my perspective, you know, maybe explore that first and then based on where else you are in your business, explore some of the other uh, enterprise and or uh, internationalization features. I like a lot of people, uh, you know, one of the number one concerns, pains, problems that merchants have is they tell me, I feel overwhelmed. In credit to the community, there are so many amazing resources out there. It's easy to go, oh, geez, what do I do now? And I've got a to-do list a mile long and I just do nothing. So Ross, I really, I really like your approach there. Don't worry about the stuff that you're yeah, not ready yeah. for. Worry about the stuff, like pick the thing that will, you know, you can use that you understand right now and forget about the rest until you need it. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think a lot of the things solve problems that businesses will already be facing. So um, some of the stuff like um, the multiple locations, uh, multi-currency, uh, fraud protection, um, winning back customers. They're kind of things that any business will already know they is difficult or they have a problem with, and immediately they rolled out solutions that you know address those. So, yeah, I'm not trying to dodge your question, but I think Ross's answer was a good one, which is it depends who you are and what level you're at. For our clients, the, the multi-currency and sort of payment side is pretty big, uh, as is the connectors and, and getting the power out of those. But I can see how if you're starting out or you're kind of a, um, you know, a, a growing brand, then some of these other like marketing uh, simplifying tools that kind of make it a bit easier to run your business will be really appealing. So I think they did a good job of sort of covering everyone. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and even looking toward the future, they're going to... Uh, they did that phenomenal 3D AR demo, um, and uh, I've got tentatively. Now I'm, I'm throwing this out here, so now he has to do it. Uh, Daniel from uh, who was on the keynote and did that amazing uh, 3D AR VR demo has agreed to come on and and talk to us about AR VR. So I'm, a little, I'm nice. glad we didn't necessarily touch on it here, um, but it, so that'll be cool. But all right, everyone wants a cool toy to play with. If you have not enabled dynamic checkout buttons. It's available right now. If you use a theme like uh, Parallax or Turbo by Out of the Sandbox, and I would imagine a large chunk of people here do, update your theme. It will enable dynamic checkouts as a button. It is a one, so long as you're on Shopify payments, uh, it's one click to enable this thing. It's awesome. It really, um, we've, we've run it in several stores over the last 30 days. It has typically um, been worth a 40% a bump across the board. It's awesome. You got to try this thing. And it everyone pushes back and goes, oh, but it's going to mess up our average order value. Here's the thing. In not one store did it affect average order value. My theory on this is because you're enabling impulse purchases, it ends up being uh, a net wash on the a the AOV. Mm, you Other just don't get yeah. lifetime value. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's awesome. Um, so there's your quick win. 10, 15 minutes, you can get this thing going. If your theme doesn't support it, I'm sure you can hire somebody who can knock it out for you. If they charge you for more than an hour of time, they're ripping you off. Um, so <laughs> that that one, easy, yeah, sorry. Easy, quick, high ROI there, enable dynamic checkout buttons. Um, and then the other stuff, it's not available right now. It's not going to drop all at once on your head and you're going to be like, oh, I got to use this. And if I don't enable everything, I'm going to be left in the dust. Not the case. I mean, there's stuff announced two years ago that you're not using. So um, they're going to be rolling it out over time. I mean, every, most of the stuff is just labeled summer 2018. So who knows? 
And as it comes down the pipe, just use the stuff that, that fixes an immediate pain or problem that you have. Don't feel compelled to have to, to do all the things all at once. <sighs> Feels good. <laughs> yeah. Well oh, and lastly, we got to give you guys some credit. Uh, we'll start with Alex. Alex, where could people go to learn more about you? Go to wemakewebsites.com to find out uh, about us. We do Shopify at scale. So um, the common things we help with are replatforming, internationalization, uh, getting design right. Uh, we're based in New York and London. So, yeah, say hello. Yeah, uh, their website is cool. Even just check it out. Who's your, uh, give me, rattle off a couple brand names that you like that you worked with your clients. <laughs> Uh, Skinny Dip and Finister in the UK, a big um, five-story in New York. We did their site recently, and we've got a few more. Ah, Emma Bridgewater in the UK, who's a big brand. So there's a few about to drop. So, yeah, follow our Twitter, actually. It's at WeMetWebsites underscore, and we put everything on there. Cool. Yeah, I follow you. I like the stuff. Uh, Ross, what you got for us? Where can we learn more about you? Yeah, totally. So it's uh, growthspark.com. Similar to Alex's crew, we are all Shopify all day, Uh, plus, non-plus, custom uh, design, development, lots of migration, a lot of people trying to get off Magento. So definitely uh, interested in those conversations. Um, We are quote-unquote based in Boston, uh, although we are are pretty uh, distributed these days. So we call uh, anywhere with a Wi-Fi connection home. Right. Yeah, I've got the same deal uh, well, what's your website? For you? uh, growthspark.com. Growthspark.com. Yeah. All right, want to make sure we get it in there. We make websites.com, growthspark.com, and my own ethercycle.com. Um, well, we'll say our specialty. Do you have an exist? Yeah, we do all the that fun stuff. But if you have an existing Shopify store and you're saying, "Man, I've got a validated product market fit. I'm ready to scale this thing, but I don't know where what the right lever to pull is." Shoot me an email. I would be happy to talk it through with you. So, I. I'm excited. We're clearly, we're all excited here. It is going to be a fun uh, next 12 months getting, as this stuff rolls out, getting it implemented. And thank you to the Shopify Partners team for putting together a phenomenal Unite. Uh, Let's wrap it up there. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about our friends at Zapiet who helped make this episode possible. Have you ever wanted to offer local pickup in your store? Or how about scheduled local deliveries? Zapiet's easy-to-use app helps thousands of merchants do just that, offer store pickup and delivery to their Shopify customers right in their store. They've just launched a massive update that adds a ton of new features. To learn more about it and start your 14-day free trial and get 10% off if you stick with it, head to zapiet.com podcast. That's Z-A-P-I-E-T dot slash podcast. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.